Hey everyone, Matt here from One Perfect Game. Just thought I'd get in just before this episode starts, just to give you, I guess, a little bit of context. Um, this is a live recording from PAX Australia 2023. Um, I was very, very fortunate enough to have done a live show as part of the, uh, I guess, schedule for the weekend. Uh, big thanks to the PAX team for allowing this to happen. Um, we had a couple of seconds cut off at the start here, so I thought I'd lead you in just in case. But, uh, and yeah, maybe the, the audio is a little bit, um, you know, finicky here and there. So apologies if that is the case, um, as we were working off a sort of panel mic in that regard. But yeah, thought I'd uh, let you in um, on our panel uh, as we had it on the Saturday night. Uh, with my very special guest, Lena Moon. Thank you to everyone who uh, came through, by the way. If you stopped for five minutes for the entire thing, if you came to say some nice words afterwards, it means the world to me to keep this sort of thing going. So thank you so much. But uh, yeah, I'll leave it there. And, and without further ado, we'll uh, get into the action. Um, this is episode 28 of One Perfect Game, recorded live at PAX Australia 2023. Enjoy. evening's episode as I guess a hand in quite a few pies I guess Uh, an an improv comedian a a screenwriter actor and twitch streamer as well you can also see at uh, twitch.tv slash Lena Moon ladies and gentlemen big round of applause for Lena Moon It feels a bit, uh, it was a little weird, wasn't it? I liked it because you, this is not a visual medium that people will be listening to this through, but you, you had a spot where you did intro and now you're over here. It was very like, there was a... There's a, there's a, pre- there's a presentation aspect <laughs> yeah. to it, I feel like. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, no, look, how you been? It's, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a big event, <laughs> the con, yeah. the, the tax. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, good. Do you mean in general? <laughs> uh, if, if you're, if, if you're going to... Tell us about it generally, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. Um, I'm good. I, we, we, you know I tell you everything on stream. I'm really bad at, uh, at uh, boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> it, there's been a lot of emails and, and me just sort of blabbing about it when I probably shouldn't have. Oh, but, no. um, look, it's, it's happened now where we're here and, and obviously it's been a, a pretty wild sort of, I guess, 12 to 18 months for you. I mean, you've been working with the likes of Arnie Donna and Adult Swim and, of course, Starship Q-Star, the, the series that yes. uh, you're a part of. Uh, it, it won a grant, is that correct? Yeah, so this podcast is, uh, it's been being made for a long time and now it's going to keep being made, which is really exciting. Um, it was uh, friends of mine, Megan and Lauren, from when I went to VCA doing screenwriting. They, they got a grant a while ago, like a local government one, to make the original podcast, and it was six episodes of, uh, like, scripted narrative uh, comedy. Um, It was based off the... I don't know if you saw the article about how NASA wanted to send an all-female crew to space... Yeah. Yeah, to prevent sex. Um, (laughs) Which is just one of the most misguided... uh, No, I think they meant to prevent pregnancy, but... um, 
because I can't imagine a more perfectly lesbian group of people than a bunch <laughs> of uh, female astronauts. Um, so, yeah, that was, like, the original sort of thing that sparked the idea, and they wrote it and got me to come and do an episode, which was really cool, and they cast me in it. So I was a voice actor in it as well. Oh, nice. Um, I play the ship's horny doctor, which is, you'd think, a conflict of interest, but... Um, <laughs> It's actually a point of interest for her, I guess, the human body. Well, yeah, exactly. Very yeah. Mass Effect about it, yeah. the whole thing. But, um, yeah, so yeah. You, you won a, a grant? How yes, so they got Fresh Blood, They got fr which is this, like, ABC initiative where they um, essentially take, uh, you know, budding <laughs> comedians, budding stuff. Like, the idea of up-and-comer is always so, like, they're up-and-comers, but they've been working at it for... You know, we met in 2016 yeah. or 2015, so, um, you know, up and comer. But they take people and we make a couple of episodes that are short episodes and then hopefully that goes to uh, be made into a pilot and then if you progress from there, you get to make the whole series. Oh, cool. Very yeah. cool. So we finally get to... I'm wearing them today, but we finally get to see them move, which is really exciting because it's, it's been an uh, audio um, thing for a while. So now we're going to get to see, like... Aurelia's eye twitch and like <laughs> Bob shrug and you know all these great things that I'm really it's, looking it's, forward to. There's there's so much I guess that goes into those sorts of things like and you've been through working on these big TV shows and and obviously like you you just finished um, working as part of the crew on on Thank God You're Here yes on Channel Ten yes. what was that like like how did how does that come about uh, how does it come about I mean I've worked in TV for a while I uh, my background is like you know production and trying to move into the writing space and all sorts of like getting away from the sort of crew side of it but I don't really the answer to how I got asked to do it I don't know myself I got a phone call and I was so excited to say yes and it kind of just turned into this I don't think my job exists in other jobs yeah. <laughs> like in other tv environments because it's such a unique show I don't know if you've watched it, but it's it's like it's just such a it's like putting on a live theatre production with five sets once a week and an audience of four hundred and fifty people, and it's just this huge thing. Um, and yeah, it I learned so much. I learned so much about comedy and like if you want to get really uh, nerdy about it, what a place to do it. We're, <laughs> we're probably in the right environment, but like learning so much about joke structure and how to kind of write a setup that's really strong and um, not that I was writing but I was around the people writing so yeah because um, there's obviously some structure to how they do it if that maybe I'm not supposed to say that but <laughs> your secrets your anyone. secret is safe with us don't worry yeah but um, there's there's some there was some like definitely like seeing people like Ben Russell and mm. Guy Montgomery who are just like masters of their craft doing mm. that sort of stuff with like no scripts. Obviously, if you haven't seen, thank God you're here, they're going into these sort of scenarios with no idea of what's going on and mm. they've just got to sort of wing it essentially. And But there's sort of writing, when I say writing, it's like they, they have to come up with the scenario, right? They have to know that they're going to make a set that looks a certain way. They have to know, yeah. we have to be able to tell people what they're wearing um, yeah, so that's what I meant by yeah. <laughs> no, I, I completely yeah. get it. But um, I think it's it's funny because like the the first time I found out about your work was when you were sort of you were sort of doing the the improv yourself with um, it was Ben Russell, Greg Larson, Nick Cody on the 
was the most frustrating guessing game <laughs> of all time. I mean, it was the most frustrating guessing game of all time, but I think it was called the most upsetting, which is uh, equal equally true. Yeah, close yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that It's was funny crazy. because, like, the one thing I took out of that was your prompt, which is obviously, like, everyone's seen that TikTok prompt about, like, do you think about the Roman Empire? And now it's sort of, like, brought me back to this image. Um, <laughs> this became sort of like a... A, a, a somewhat meme, I guess. Yeah, it's the closest I've ever been to being memed. So, yeah. Um, that So, in fact, like, I actually didn't realise how much men think about the Roman Empire. Like, I, I think it, it, uh, is, like, it is crazy. I reckon, I reckon if I asked, like, who here is thinking about the Roman Empire, you'd probably get, like, half the room. How do you have the time? <laughs> uh, I, I guess I think one of my favourite takes on that was, like, oh, I guess that's what it... That's the kind of stuff you think about when you have all your rights. Like, that's crazy. Oh um, <laughs> just be, uh, I'm worrying about how I get home. But, yeah, no, um, I'm sure they had swords. No, they didn't have swords. <laughs> I don't know. They, did they? I don't know. Um, now, but, I, yeah. now I feel bad for thinking about the Roman Empire. No, no, I'm sorry. It's, uh, but, yeah, it, that, that was... So I got a call. I've worked with the Donna guys for a long time. I kind of started as a camera assistant for them and then... Uh, have done a bunch of jobs with them since and become friends and all sorts of stuff. And they've slowly kind of... I owe a lot to them. They're very generous. They obviously put me in their show for a scene and, like, gave me that experience of being on set, which was amazing. And um, they asked... They rang me. They're like, you're good at improv. Do you want to come do this game show thing? And I was like, yeah, that sounds like a really fun day. I love doing improv comedy. This is not improv comedy. Yeah, they this, threw you under the bus yes, is basically what they yes, did. <laughs> it was public torture. It was, uh, no, it was very fun. But um, when I found out that it was going to be myself, Greg and Ben, I was like, I'm in trouble. <laughs> like, I'm not coming out of this alive, I think. It, um, was a, it was a dangerous combo. Yes, yeah, because we, I knew we were going to be naughty. Mm. <laughs> we are going to be very naughty. And <laughs> we were. We were very naughty. Um, but, yeah, that, that, re that record went for... I think ours wasn't as bad. There was a, one of the records went for like four, four hours. I or heard something. it was <laughs> per particularly gnarly, like three, yeah. four hours, and they were pretty much done by yes, the end of it. Yeah, and it was like sweaty, and like at one point, like I'm just like drenched in sweat, yelling at Nick Cody, who I'd met five minutes before. <laughs> It's not a way to make friends. I met his wife the other night and I was like, I'm really sorry. I know that what that's I did. like, <laughs> yeah, it's like a really horrible thing. She's like, no, it's fine. I was like, okay, I just feel like it's not an acceptable way to approach a job. But, um, yeah, that was, it was a lot of fun. But the premise of it was that um, it was like party hosts, which is this like, whose line is it anyway? Yeah, whose line, um, yeah. Thing and... We all got given traits that Nick Cody had to guess that we had them. So we had to go around and do the traits and then um, he had to figure it out. But the traits were like, they were so niche and so deep. And so so mine was like, you have no concept of the... Oh, see, I can't even remember it. It was like, you love the Holy Roman Empire. No, I'm already getting yeah. it wrong. <laughs> I, th I, I think you got it. It was, you, you have a concept of... The Roman Empire, but yes. you don't know about the Holy Roman Empire. There we go, yes. And th that was my fault because they gave me Roman Empire and then I repeated back Holy Roman because in my head they're the same thing. Yeah. Um, and that was just, it was, it was agony. As Ben pointed out, two people, the one guessing and the one trying to give the guesses who don't know anything about this, like you, no, no one's going home. 
<laughs> and then it and then it resulted in that. So yeah, that was me having a nervous breakdown in the talking head afterwards. That's me remembering the experience, um, not even living it. The living is a lot more um, screaming. <laughs> I watch it if you want to be upset. That's my. <laughs> I, I think it's probably worth a, worth a, a gander. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, you're you're constantly streaming. I mean, you're uh, you're on Twitch quite a bit, I and am. Uh, the the community is very very vocal. I think mm. um, if you've not seen a Alina toxic Moon stream, the... I didn't want to I didn't want to say toxic because it, it it just creates a bad image. No, I want to I want to promote your streams yes. in the best way possible. Yeah, no, I've always said that I have the funniest uh, chat on Twitch, but. They're not nice. <laughs> no, they are. I think there's a um, a nice line. I learned very quickly coming onto the platform that you have to not like give people your home address and like <laughs> just stuff. They're not necessarily uh, people that you know just because you spent. Like you know, you had to kind of learn that sort of para all the parasol like things like that. And um, yeah, I might. My chat's great. It's just, um, you know, I think that there's just a culture on there of, like, torture the streamer, especially, like, the comedy people that I'm friends with. Like, our whole thing is, like, here's an alert that will make me want to scream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, Tom Tom Walker's is a really good yeah. example of that. It's just um, some kind of torture platform. But it's fun. It's well, fun I, torture. I think, I think it's fun when you do it, you get to involve people in it through like, because when you did the Hitman streams mm. and people were donating $20 for you to kill the next person in sight. Yes. Completely invalidating the entire reason of playing Hitman. Yes. It makes, it, there's, it adds an, a layer of just like chaos to the whole whole thing. And it's usually just you just screaming. Yes. Running through a, a field of people as you've just killed someone. But yes. You're getting monetary gain out of it, so I feel yeah. like it's not a, a massive deal. It, I love money, yeah. um, <laughs> so it's not a massive deal. Also, I really genuinely think if that's if that would have, if I murdered someone, that's how it would go. Like it'd be a stab and a scream <laughs> that I did it, and then me just running and crying. I think it's a perfect. You know, don't we play games to live experiences? <laughs> I think that's a very authentic um, example of what might happen. Um, no, I, lo I like I love that that particular those streams in particular because a like I have um, a rent that I have to pay and b <laughs> um, they're just it I genuinely believe the point of being on there is to have fun with other people and that's what that's one version of like yeah come on come wreck this with me if you want to yeah. wreck it yeah so and also like pe I think people enjoy those but. Yeah, I think the whole thing, the whole time I've been on there has been just trying to create, like, an environment that's fun and toxic in a fun way. <laughs> <laughs> Chaotic, I yeah. think, is, is a good way to put it. Yeah. And I think, like, it's so interesting seeing that, like, all of these comedians starting their own Twitch streams and, and having these communities. Why, why do you think, it's, like, Twitch is such a viable platform for a, a, a comedian to sort of create that community, I guess? Why is that sort of the the big breeding ground for, for people to sort of, I guess, get on there and, and create content? Um, I, well, for me, it was out of necessity. We were in lockdown and I had nowhere to put my um, energy and I wanted attention. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was really at the, the very early days, it was like I'm streaming this one game and we're going to make a whole bunch of, uh, like, stuff that 
uh, goes with the game. So I had like Annie come on. We were doing playing bully, and Annie came on did a high school debate with me, and you know stuff like that. Um, and so it became a really nice. I realized that it was like it's like a podcast you can talk to, but also which I think is very appealing for someone like me and the kind of comedy I do. But also I had all this like filmmaking skills so you can kind of intersect it there and I think for me as a like professionally it was amazing because like I connected with a bunch of comedians who were like I didn't know Demi and Tom before I started really and like got to be friends with them and these were like people that I was like I loved their stuff so it became a nice like way to meet the other comedy weirdos Um, (laughs) (laughs) so I think yeah as a comedy platform it's obviously built into the chaos of the media, like, games and... Yeah, absolutely. I think it's easy to laugh at... I mean, nothing fun is funnier to me than, like, the physics of, like, something messing up in a game or, you know, stuff yeah. that I can't do on stage. Like building a ramp and immediately setting it on fire. 100%. <laughs> that, that gets you arrested. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> you try and do it, it on it's stage. It's easier to do it in a video game, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's what's been really appealing. And also not leaving the house. Love that. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, I've learned a lot. That was what it originally was. It was like, how do you do that? I want to learn how to do that. Cool. You have to learn how to do this. You have to learn how to do this and like just upskilling and then it kind of stuck. It's kind of the only thing I feel like I'm good at apart from comedy. I'm so bad at an office. Like, (laughs) I don't know when you're supposed to like, someone asks you something in an office, I don't know when you're supposed to walk away from the desk. Do you know those chats where they're like, can I ask you something? And then, and then you're <laughs> Am like, Am I being yeah. fired right now? Yeah, <laughs> and then you answer the question and they go like, eh, eh. <laughs> leave now. And I'm like, sorry. <laughs> or I leave too early and have to double back. Like I can't, I'm, I make offices worse. <laughs> so <laughs> I, that's why I like comedy in I'm, Twitch. I, I feel such the same way because it, you, you, you make such a, like a strong point about you know, having ADHD and, and it's something that I've only recently found out about myself as well. So I think finding out those differences and how we work and how we do certain things is such a big, strong point for, um, it, it's really interesting that you're so open about it, but it also, especially on the Discord as well, like there are so many people in the Discord who connect in that same way and give tips and, and things. And I think that's just you know, you building that community, which I think has been such a, a great thing to see. It's nice. That's what I like about it. I think, like, um, one of the reasons I loved improv was because it was a community-based thing and you're never alone on stage. You've always got someone there to kind of um, catch you. Um, and I think that that's what I like about Twitch as well. I think there's, like, a bunch of people around and we're all kind of... What, my favourite my favorite era was when we were in lockdown. There would be a lot of, like, hey, I... You know, like there's a person uh, who watches called The Remover who's like an amazing synth musician and they made a bunch of songs using sound bites. And I was like, cool, I want to reward that. How can I reward that? I can give you my time and I made music videos for it and things like that. And I think that the kind of collaboration of the platform is so... Um, that's the best part. Yeah. Um, and the community is the best part. Not to be too sentimental. I have like a sting on my channel that's like Lena was too earnest right now. And it, feels, <laughs> it feels like I'm, I wish I could press that button because um, <laughs> I just feel like I'm being way too um, earnest about it. But it is. It's the best part. Yeah. And there's definitely a lot of fun donation rewards and things and commands, which obviously um, keeps you in check, which is good. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, put me down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, so I thought uh, we'll move on to, I guess, the next part of, of the podcast, obviously being a gaming podcast. And 
normally in the second part we ask the guest about sort of their formative years in gaming and, and sort of what they grew up with and their first consoles or games and, and what that might be like. So what was what were your sort of like first experiences with, with games? Do you have like a, a first memory of playing games or, or something that really sticks out to you? Yeah, yeah. So my family was not, we had no money, um, but my friend up the street had money and he had everything and it was the best. And up until last year, I thought his mum worked in video game development and I found out later she worked in marketing, but close enough because they had yeah. all this cool shit. Yeah. <laughs> but they always had like the the like off-brand version, like Digimon released these sort of like handheld things that you touch and you could battle your little yeah. Digimon things. But this was like a non-Digimon. Like it was close, but not quite. It was like... Dogamon or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was all that sort of stuff. But he had an Xbox, which was the best because he had this game called... Uh, I'm wondering, I, I'm worried I can only remember the mini game. It was Fusion Frenzy, which oh, was yeah. the mini game. But Frenzy. yeah, and it was like this... It was To me, it was like the best thing ever because we could all play together and fight like siblings. Um, but the other thing he had was he had, when we were really young, he had the Donald Duck, he had like a Donald Duck, like 8-bit, <laughs> like not even 8-bit, whatever was after 8-bit, like it was still... 16-bit? Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> was it on after that 32? That would make sense. It you're probably was, you're right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get stuff. Um, but yeah, he had this, and we had a joy, he had a joystick and it was like... Um, I don't even really remember what we did, but it was that and, like, putt-putt. I'm really going in the archives now, but, like, that was my early gaming experiences. And then as we grew up, like, he had he had three computers, so we played LAN at home. And, oh like, we God. did, like, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, it was awesome. He had the be- His house was the best. Had a pool in the middle of Northcote. Like, oh, my joking? God. <laughs> it was utopia, basically. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, and then I uh, quit gaming or like didn't hang out with them as much because he moved away and you know I was in high school and I wanted to smoke bongs and chase boys and <laughs> do as all you the do. cool as you things do. that are really healthy and smart <laughs> to do at that age um, and then for my 19th birthday my dad had a job which was um, rare and he bought me a PlayStation 3 and I was like this is dope like oh, <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> awesome and that's when I like really reignited the love that sort it. of passion yeah yeah it's interesting because like there's a whole like a whole sub genre of people who'd like obviously love the handheld stuff the humongous games like putt putt and freddy fish like huge for even like for people now um but then like having i think it's pretty normal for like people to have that sort of gap especially in like high school or when you know they invariably get older and all the sort of trends happen when they just stop playing games and mm-hmm. like that wasn't it for me i don't think i've i don't think i've told this story um, it's second grade. I like my first, I tell it all the time on the podcast. My first game was Super Mario 64. Yep. And classic, a classic, a bona fide classic. And I was like obsessed. Like if I hadn't played a game, I probably would have been like a doctor or something and mm. something mm-hmm. important with the world. But here I am. Um, and it's in second grade, our sort of classes were separated in like groups of maybe like five or six people. And they all had their sort of team names. Like, it was like the the Rising Stars, the the Wildcats and everything. We were the Mario Brothers. I was like, yeah, this is going to be the best. We're going to be called the Mario Brothers. And, like, no one looked at me the same way again. <laughs> I probably didn't talk to a girl until I was probably in grade five Hell as yeah. a result. So, yeah, I, was the, I thought I was hot shit. Yeah. I, 
And I thought it was just the dopest thing. And yeah, it was, it did not go over well in hindsight. Oh, that's like a normal level of so- social ostracization. Oh, that's yeah. That's the word. For me, my, I was like, hey, why is Lena the weirdest person in the entire universe with no <laughs> references that we understand? And why is her mum have a group? Like, I envy that. I envy being ousted for something that other people can relate to. Um, <laughs> in, my, in my mind, like, looking back on it, it was like... Because our our school was definitely one that was like athletic base, and if you were if you were in a track and field team mm. or you're in a in you know making state championships and stuff, you were you were it. So it's like that or nothing. And then I'm just like down below that, like right on the floor. Hell yeah, get in the mud. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we didn't have access to Nintendo. Where well, maybe he had one. My friend had one, but yeah. God, what does your friend? He not had have? everything. <laughs> I'm telling you, Utopia. It was Utopia. Um, but yeah, I think the other game that was really big for me was Warcraft three. My sister and I still, yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm really digging some stuff up now, but my (laughs) sister and I were really into Warcraft three and we still quote the heroes to each other. That's embarrassing thing to admit in public. Um, well, your secret is safe with us us, until, until the podcast goes out on on Spotify. Yeah. But, By uh, the light of the moon, that kind of stuff. Wow. Yeah, that one's real. That one's real. That's actually a real one. Uh, I actually remember that one pretty well. Um, yeah, pretty smart. And Look, anyone, anyone doing any voiceover work, um, <laughs> hit her up. Yeah, like, I love money. Yeah. I've already established that. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like, you, you had that gap and you went to the PS3 mm-hmm. sort of when you were about 19. What were you playing in, in that sort of time period? What was the, the sort of... In the, in the rotation? I think the first game I got was uh, the... I think it was... I played the Assassin's Creed series, the ones in Italy. And the reason... I, they, it's all sound bites. That's all I remember. Like, I can't remember my friggin' best friend's birthday, but I can remember sound bites from video games. And my sister... It was the first time I'd ever played one of the... Like, a game like that. And I didn't realise that even though the maps were quite open they're still asking you to do certain things on certain missions. And I was the first one where you had to, like, chase your brother across the, like, rooftops of Venice. Not Maybe. I don't know where it was. But the brother character was like, baby brother still has much to learn. And that was the, like, (laughs) first thing he said when you were losing in this very simple, like, basic tutorial task. And I did that tutorial, which actually, now I'm thinking about it, this is what my streaming's like as well. I did that task, like... 54 times like my sister <laughs> sat there and we listened to that same soundbite over and over again so I was like what am I doing wrong I don't <laughs> understand and then I realized you're supposed to follow the brother yeah. I, I, I mean I think every gamer has like some sort of trauma related to not being able to get past a certain yeah ca- like boss character or even like the simple things in a tutorial like I've I've done it before I'd like I've, I've had issues with, like, certain Grand Theft Auto games and yeah. getting through that and just... Did so you learn your lesson, though? Because I haven't. No, I haven't either. Yeah. Yeah, high, I high still, five. Yeah, <laughs> I still do it over and over again. <laughs> Bash my head against the wall, everything I try to do. It's it's get frustrated, take a probably, like, an hour break, come back to it. Oh, that's healthy. And, and then start over again. <laughs> <laughs> a break is healthy. I wish I had that forethought or self-awareness. It's it's probably not not so much an hour break. It's probably like sleep on it and be like, oh, that's and really just like smart. my memory's wiped and I'm just like, yeah. oh, I'm ready to play this. Fresh. G- oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah. And just like completely realizing why I'm back in the hole again. Yeah, well, at least you get out of it. 
Well, <laughs> I, I, there, there probably are some games that I'm probably still in the whole, like Baldur's Gate 3 right now. I and don't know why anyone would uh, try to do the hard ones. <laughs> That's how I feel about all the Souls games. I'm like, don't you want to enjoy your life? Yeah. No, it, it, that's, a, that's a fair point. Like, the Souls games, like, um, oh, there was another one as well. I can't remember. But, yeah, even, like, Baldur's Gate 3, like, I've never played D&D in my life. I've only just mm. started my first campaign and, like, going up to a battle and being like, why are they getting all of their turns in one go? Why can't I make an attack yet? And then the, the, my party's all dead and I'm just like, fuck this, and just throw the table and... And then I'll get back on it a day later and be like, oh, this is why I hate this game. And mm. it's all just over, you know, same thing over again. You can be happy. <laughs> you I can really play could. something else. You I know, can, right? Yeah, that's like, that's one thing in life. So you, there's so, you can, other games, you can have happy, you can what's, be happy. <laughs> what's, what's the term? Is it masochistic? I have no idea, but like I know I do it. punishment, yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I could, I could be playing like the new, like, FIFA game came out, Cyberpunk came out. No, I'm just going to play Baldur's Gate. Yeah, just get really yeah. upset with myself. So, And that's your prerogative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the kind of person I am, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. But, um, yeah, obviously, like, now streaming and um, I guess you're going a little bit more into PC games, I assume, or... Just because I have one. Um, I never, we never had a working PC. Like, growing up, we had a PC that was in the back room that everyone shared. And if you want to play, like, The Sims, you would have to, like, boot it up and then if, if you, like, when they started bringing load screens in because you were going to do other stuff, I would just have to leave the load screen open, go have a shower. Oh, my God. Like, make a snack before it would get to the bit. Yeah. The, it, the next bit. So it, it was, like, I didn't really have a choice with PC gaming. Yeah. It's, mm. like, those first world problems of, like, those load screens taking an eternity mm. with with The Sims. There were probably other PC why, games. Like, why was it like that? Don't explain the tech. We don't have time. <laughs> yeah, we do, we really don't. It just like it just I just don't understand. It was so inaccessible. There was a point in time for me where it was like these games seemed like the ones that you were so easy to play, and then you just had to have like a freaking spaceship yeah. computer. But I built one. I ended up building a computer. And now I play heaps of them. But we had one for a while because I was playing Warcraft 3, but I was also doing that in internet cafes with boys I wanted to kiss, which is a very funny thing to realise now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was a hot date, spending my pocket money in a just a hot, stinky <laughs> little den. Yeah. Lovely way Maybe. to spend a, a date. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good times. Never but worked I, out, but... <sighs> I'm so sad about that. <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's funny because like for me it's a, it was always like loading it wasn't the problem it was just downloading it yeah. getting things downloaded and installed took a fucking eternity mm. and it was just like well, what do I do now I can't use the internet because it's all of the memory and RAM is just being taken up installing The Sims mm. or Need for Speed so it's like this will be worth it this will be worth yeah. it this will be worth it <laughs> and then it inevitably isn't and i'm like well that's that's like there's my saturday gone yeah. so you're like but more boulders gate for me now yeah well back to the well yeah. again for more punishment <laughs> yeah back in the hole yeah but yeah it, like what's what's been sort of taking your fancy at the moment like you've got hitman going on is there anything like are you tempted to sort of i guess get into new releases at the moment or yeah i mean look i for someone that sort of spends a lot of time doing it, I'm probably a bit of a fraud in terms of how much I pay attention. But, like, there's games I stream. I'm trying to be a little bit better with it because if I... Like, I love Anno 1800 and I will lose 
entire weekends to it. But if okay. I stream it, I don't talk to anyone. <laughs> There's no engagement. It's really weird. Like, it gets really weird. Like, they're like, Lena hasn't breathed <laughs> for... 45 minutes, she hasn't moved, she there hasn't blinked. There was, there was a, a fair few, like, because you did a, a stream for Jump Light Odyssey, the, the, the that game was that sick. came out. That, that game was, was great. And there was, a, a, there was a certain period where you were transfixed, like you were yeah, that's the eyes on the thing I'm screen. talking about, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just no one could get a response in and you, would, you were just, like, in on the game. I'm really good at streaming. Um, <laughs> that game was great, but it's that exact thing. It's those management sims that you just, like, can't. I can't, I can't do it. I can't be charming or funny or anything because I'm like, and then this, and then if you plant this, and then we need this, and then this, and this, and this. And Anna was disgusting for it because yeah. it's it's so delicate and yeah. hard. And it's the same with The Sims. It's all those sort of like, at least Anna has a kill switch in it. Like after two hours, there's a voice that's like, hey, go, stop. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a pity. Don't ask me why I know this, but when you get to 12 hours... Um, <laughs> No way. <laughs> the voice says, turn the game off now. Wow. <laughs> and you're like, oh, sorry. <laughs> Honestly, that should be in every game. Yes. That's amazing. It's, it's, the, it's the most, um, uh, like, uh, like earnestly nice thing that game devs could do. Self-aware, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and it, it is funny that, like, the voice acting gets just, like, at first he's like, hey, I'm on your side. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like, come on, I, I'm looking out for you. Have a coffee, walk away. And then he, progressively he's like, you know you can, please, you can do other stuff. <laughs> your family misses you. <laughs> they, they've, been, they've written you millions of letters. You're not replying. They don't know you're alive. That's, I don't know. I'm assuming that's at 18 hours. That's what he said. Yeah. I, yeah. I, w I would worry what would happen, I guess, after that point. They'd probably yeah. fake a call to the police 100%. or something. 100%. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you get welfare checked. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Knock on the door. Are you okay? That's actually beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Someone caring about me? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. But there was also that sort of recent period of where you were playing a lot of Annapurna games. And Still doing it, all mum trauma. Yeah, it, yeah, there was just this weird sort of common trend of... <laughs> you can't of, escape of, it. Of, ...of games with a dying mother. Yeah, and which is my exact trauma. So um, every time I picked up a game, I was like, oh, you know, Annapurna do... Like, the joke was that someone said it. They were like, Annapurna do um, walking and depression. That's, yeah. their, <laughs> that's their category. And every single one I played was like, and you're a daughter and your mum's dead. And I was like, well, again... And then I played a short hike, same thing. And then this week I was playing Sims on my own and one of the NPCs had my dead mum's name. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is happening? And then it generated one called Leanna Moon uh, as well. And I was like, this is, I have, someone has a voodoo doll with like, you know, like oh, I've been cursed. Oh, I'm going to love playing dead mum simulator yeah, from Annapurna. Right? I should just make that game, like... Like it's just me streaming. <laughs> I feel like we need to find like something that is a little bit more cheerful for you because like you've had you you've had, can try. You've had the Annapurna stuff. You, you're playing Hitman, and like there's got like there's got to be something that we can find for you to play. That well, I thought The Sims was safe, so well, I'd love to. I'd be open to it. Oh, Jordan? The Sims is Sims is very dark. Like it, on true. the surface, very nice and cute and homey, and like. Yeah. There's the there's the Grim Reaper and but yeah, there is a lot of like it's. I love how people play The Sims because I think it's like a really deep psychology study. Like the, there are the creeps who make themselves and people they like and make them fuck and stuff, and that's like really unhealthy. <laughs> and then there's like the, I don't know. I don't know why we have that game. It's just capitalism simulator. It's well, awful. Well, it's the only way that I can like own a home. Well, yeah, own up. Well, for that one. <laughs> 
you nailed that. Mm. I wasn't expecting to say that. But I, I can't set off rockets in my own house. I can't set off fireworks in my own house. You can if house. you want. I can't, well, <laughs> I need, if, you, if you've got a, a hit up, let me know. But mm. like, See what happens. Yeah, I, I can't wait to be evicted or, you know, have my apartment burned down. So that would be... Lock your yeah, toilet, piss in, yourself. <laughs> yeah, no, no walls, no windows or anything, just in a encased in room, mm. in the pool without, the a, without the ledge and everything. Like, mm. It's just like... On the surface, that game is so nice, but it, it truly is like just a fucked up game, The Sims. I can't believe it. Yeah, I like to think that if I had known younger um, that you can talk to yourself in a mirror and that makes you really good at comedy. Oh, just like I'd that. I'd be really good at comedy now. Yeah. yeah. Just picking up a book. Oh, I've got, yeah. I'm, I'm linguistic now. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. I wish it was. I wish it was like that. Yeah, it's it's a shame. Yep. <laughs> It is. Yeah, you're right. But uh, we will we will move on now to uh, the I guess the the main reason why we're here, and it is why uh, the, ga- the game. Car. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. And it's right outside. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, you uh, have picked a game, mm. and it is as as tradition on One Perfect Game. The guest picks a game that, as I said, uh, is I guess influential to their personal life or their career. Um, and Lena, what have you chosen for us today? I chose Red Dead Redemption. Um, and this was in the period of getting that PlayStation that my dad bought me. It was like the first game I, um, was really excited to play because up until then, I think this was actually pre-Assassin's Creed as well, because like up until then I'd been like, oh yeah, I'll play GTA. Oh, just so many women getting hurt. Yeah. <laughs> um, constantly. Oh, this is a mission about hurting a woman. This is sick. I love it. Um, and then I played this and you can't. <laughs> You can't hurt them. It's great. It's it's a good it's a it's a good start. I yeah, feel like. it's yeah. <laughs> baseline. It's great. Yeah. It's a really good foundation for a game. Um, and yeah, it was kind of a, yeah first sort of sandboxy like um, style game that I really enjoyed. I felt really like first game I finished, which for an ADHD is significant. It's tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and. Yeah, I think the honor, the honor thing, and like that moral code was so exciting. And, yeah. Um, just also, I think it was probably the first game I realized that you can tell stories. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like, were you were you someone who had played a lot of like Grand Theft Auto games prior to that, or only like sitting at like boys' houses smoking bongs and then playing Bob Dylan and handing like, and then you put all the mods on, uh. and then like you know, <laughs> it was like that's how we would play Grand Theft Auto, yeah, and like. Just spawn helicopters and stuff. Like, um, I should stop talking about how much uh, of a delinquent I was. But um, that's what we used to do. It's just like bongs of tobacco. I should <laughs> say. Well, yeah, we're keeping it legal. Um, here, yeah. yeah, and uh, the yeah, it was just like very um, yeah. Not none of it had interested interested me like this had. Yeah. It was like uh, you know, it's a sick game. Yeah, yeah. And, and for me, like that, it, it's definitely one of those games where, like, obviously GTA has a story in it most of the time, mm-hmm. but Red Dead Redemption, for me at least, was the first Rockstar game where it felt like there was a, a huge story that I was engrossed in, mm-hmm. and I was actually sort of invested in. Obviously, like having now played Red Dead Redemption Two, you sort of get a bit of a better idea, and, and it sort of it makes the first game more potent, more powerful in, in, in what in the message is trying to send. But, yeah, I, I think, like, was there any sort of reason, like, did you pick this game out yourself or was, was it given to you or...? 
I think I borrowed it off my friend um, and he was like, you have to give it back. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I never did. I still have it. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> if you're <laughs> so listening. Um... <laughs> no, nah, nah, I'm sure he can buy his own. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, it was given to me because I was like, you probably like it. And I did. But I think it really woke me up to the idea of, like, you can watch a movie and you can judge your character's choices, but in these games you're making them, yeah, which absolutely. is what's cool. Like, you're in charge of doing the right thing or doing the wrong thing and if you shoot an animal that's innocent, you're getting in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just, to me that was really exciting and new and... You know, like you haven't sort of played like a Mass Effect, where the, obviously like it's super important where what you choose, and it's pretty like regimented. But obviously with like Red Dead Redemption, like you know, it's not really the the line isn't as sort of visible for you in mm. terms of like doing good and doing bad. Like I could run around and yeah, shoot a an owl or a, a fox or something just for fun and be like, oh, that's bad, and I wouldn't know. Mm. But then obviously like yeah robbing a bank or something and it, it's like it's obvious so having that sort of like gray line i think for a game like that is always really important yeah and i guess it was just new for me like i'm sure there were like a million games like that but i was like this is sick like, yeah. oh, this is like revolutionary <laughs> game making and you know shooting stuff i didn't i'd never play i don't like first person shooters because i get scared <laughs> it's too yeah. close and so this was the first time i was like i like guns <laughs> <laughs> I like this guns is awesome now. i can enjoy guns yeah yeah are you like obviously with the western theme are you someone who has ever really gotten into that western sort of aesthetic at all like are you someone who watches those sorts of movies or was this something that was just like out of the ordinary for you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't say I'm like a huge, like, yay cowboys, I guess. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not. I don't know. No, I don't think so. <laughs> um, I don't think it was that. I don't think it was like, hell yeah, I'm, I could spit tobacco and I'm even scared. Like, I'm not huge on horses. I'm not a horse girl. I, I don't know what it was really. It was, I guess it's just transformative for this. I'm not yeah. watching. It just seems very dirty being a cowboy. It's <laughs> not one of that appealing whole, to me. Yeah. The whole game has that very, like, very grungy, dirty sort of aesthetic yeah. to it. And I think the biggest thing as well, like, going from a, a Grand Theft Auto game where you can get in a car and get in somewhere in, like, 30 seconds, it's like, you've got to get on a horse. You've got to, like, take your time with it and be really sort of, Planning, you know, planning it out. And mm. Plus, that, it was beautiful, right? It was stunning. Like, it was a beautiful game back then for me. Very anyway. stunning. Yeah. Um, it, it just took me far too long to get anywhere, and that's what frustrated me. Like, getting going back to that ADHD thing again mm. and being like, why can't I get there in, like, 10 seconds? Like, why is there not, like, an auto-warp or, or something, just me getting to where I need to be? But it's like, it really makes you stop and take in all of the scenery yeah, and take it all you're in. Yeah, you're so. free and going, you cowboy and your horse and... <laughs> That's my. That's how what I how I would think, playing it. Very we get good. on. I'm gonna get. <laughs> I I appreciate Dynamite the. And <laughs> yeah, I appreciate the uh, the impressions. You really impressions. Yes, not voices in my head. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I think it was just for me. Morality is a really interesting thing in video games, and I. Okay. Kind of hadn't. It was the first time I experienced it, and then. Um. Moving forward, it, it the being so spoilt for how things were so open and you could move around. Like I think that's what I found to be so cool about Outer Wilds as well. Like just games that it was 
to me, revolutionary. And you're all like, well, you know, come on, there were a million games like that when <laughs> this game came out. But, yeah, that's why it was significant to me, I guess. Also because my dad bought me a toy <laughs> to uh, play it with. So yeah. I was like, this is sick. I didn't pay for this at all. Game was free. PS3 was free. It's a good life. Good good combo. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I think, like, was was there, like, my, obviously when the second game came out, mm. was there... A, Sort of you getting, oh, sorry, you getting back into that sort of feeling again. Was that something yeah. that was like, oh, I remember, you know, all the good times playing the first one. Second game's come out, it's gonna yeah. look even better. When the second one came out, I was running on a TV show, and your hours are like really bad when you do that, like crazy hours, sixty-hour weeks and stuff. And um, I remember it coming out, and I um, lied about there being traffic so that I could. <laughs> <laughs> going to JB and buy it. Oh, my God. And so I was like, oh, the traffic's really bad, so it's going to take me, like, um, like an extra 40 minutes to get <laughs> get there. So I, I, I pulled that move a couple of times. <laughs> I'm learning so much about you. I'm naughty. Yeah. <laughs> you're naughty. You, you're a delinquent. I was. I'm reformed. I'm a grown-up now. <laughs> With a with a job, well, yes. multiple jobs. Quit smoking. Clearly. Yeah, very employable. Um, really good in an office. Um, if, yeah. if there's anyone looking to hire, a, you know, a really good worker. Me. <laughs> that's that's me. Yeah, but um, I, I guess to sort of like, you know, wrap it all up. Obviously, choosing a game because it's influential to your personal life or your career. What really, to sort of sum it all up, what was Red Dead Redemption like for you and how was that sort of uh, influential for you? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it was just, it, it just made me think differently about video games. It just taught me that there was story out there to be enjoyed and as someone who loves story, it was like, uh, really, and, you know, maybe there's another game that did that for someone else, but the I, I think I'd been so used to sort of simulators and sort of all sorts of stuff that was just like this constant task management thing, and this was so exciting because it was like there's there's choice, but there's some stories can't be told, you know, without it being a video game. Yeah. And um, how the game makers sort of use that experience, it was just really exciting. It was like, cool, this is like a cool way to kind of put someone in a story where they're experiencing it because they're driving it rather than yeah. watching characters and learning them make from from watching them learn through making mistakes and stuff. This was like, no, I'm like actively. And I think for me the most powerful moment that that was true was like right at the end of the game, I'm going to spoil it, the bit where you use Deadeye to try and get out of the... Yes. And you can't win. Yeah. And I was like, why, why, why is this happening? Yeah. What am I doing wrong? And I reckon I did it, like, I, I, again, just over and over and over again. And I was like, what, there has to be a way to do this. And it was such a powerful, like, yeah. experience because I didn't know how to... And then you can't. You figure it out and you're like, oh, that's the sad... I mean, has anyone... I don't know. I haven't looked it up. But, I'm, yeah, it was the saddest thing in the whole world. Yeah. You just it, wait. Also, you wake up as you twerp kid yeah <laughs> he's like the worst looks not so much like him yeah. everything he says is lame yeah. like it's like <laughs> just the worst thing um yeah and i think that was like really transformative it was like this is crazy i think i would love to be able to write something like that and mm. you can't you don't get that it wouldn't feel as good if it was a movie yeah absolutely. you wouldn't feel as attached to that person and you wouldn't do something like that over and over again and feel the pain of it without it being a video yeah. game and i think like you know you you see that 
that line between games and movies, I guess, being swooshed together more recently, games obviously like The Last of Us and, and, and things like that, where obviously having those decisions in a video game sort of differentiates it from that from that from those movies. But with games like Red Dead Redemption, where you, you get that opportunity and it's almost movie-like in that sense, but you still get that freedom to do what you want, and even games like Mass Effect, obviously, as well, that I feel like is more applicable to me, more potent to me, more powerful to me, um, being able to make those decisions and be like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a good guy in this run, and mm. then I'm gonna be a dickhead on this second run and, and sort of see how things change. And I think that sort of really allows games to be more of a, a powerful medium than, than movies can ever be. Yeah, yeah, or just different. Like, it's really exciting to think about when you like to tell stories what serves the story the best? And is it is it a movie? Is it a TV show? Is it a short thing? Is it two minutes? Is it a video game? Is it, you know, I think it's really cool that, like, people have come up with all these different versions of things and ways to affect each other. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess uh, it is pretty much time to wrap it up. But uh, Lena is uh, obviously, well, I should say, uh, best of luck in the US going to, to TwitchCon. When are you yeah, leaving? Yeah, Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to go. I was just about to say that that excitement was just pouring out of you. Yeah, Clearly, yeah. it sounds like you packed and, and got everything ready. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely ready. <laughs> definitely organised, definitely um, uh, not worried at all. Yep. It should be it should be a fun time. But uh, where can people reach you on uh, on your socials? I'm Lena I Moon on Instagram. Um, and Lena Moon, L-E-N-A Moon on Twitch. That's, that's, and I, and that's the most I can maintain. <laughs> I, it's pretty good. I, I do get confused sometimes with the I in there, but it does. Yeah, yeah. It all works out. Confuses a lot of people. I remember, uh, when I first started streaming, it was Lanai Moon on Twitch for a long time, but then when I got partnered, I changed it because I was sick of people thinking my name was Lanai. Um... But they still call me that, so you can't escape your past. Uh, that's the thing to take away. Everything you've done remains part of your history. You will have to uh, live that truth. And uh, you can also find uh, the podcast uh, at OPG Pod on Twitter. You can also follow me at It's Tilby. But I think that is actually a perfect way to end today's uh, proceedings. But... Uh, Thank you so much, everyone, for, for coming along to uh, this wonderful nice to live recording. Obviously, it will be uh, available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts later next week. But uh, from myself, Matt Tilby, and uh, my very special guest, Lena Moon, it is goodbye for now. Big round of applause. Thank you. Thanks. Ooh. What a unique kind of attention that was.